This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Homestyle Radio Preview Podcast. Sponsored by fanduel.co.uk. The next generation of fantasy football. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast, episode 21. I am your host, Terence Ford of redandbluearmy.co.uk, and I am here along with the Katie Hopkins of Hull Radio, Nick Philpot, and Tim Warren to speculate on what sort of new way the Crystal Palace team can come up with to ruin yet another weekend. We will also be joined by David from the Wizards of Dribble Podcast to get the lowdown on Stoke, and Crystal Palace cult hero goalkeeper, John Burridge, to discuss the current goalkeeping plight in SE25. But for all of that, remember to head over to holradio.net forward slash subscribe to ensure that you never miss a whole radio podcast again. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Um, let me introduce who I've got with you first tonight. Uh, Tim, welcome to the show. Good evening. Good evening. Um Easy one for you tonight. We just sort of, I guess, laugh at the flack that um, Mr. Nick Philpot's been getting. How, how yeah. are you doing? Uh, what, what um, do you want to go by? Katie Hopkins, Piers Morgan, or Adrian Durham? No, I think I'm going to be the new whole radio. Adrian Durham. I like Adrian Durham. <laughs> he, he splits he splits communities up just by one word, and I think I've done the same. So let's go with Adrian Durham. Right, so obviously you've um, you've missed all the controversy this week, Nick. Um, on Sunday night's review show, um, divided opinion a bit of fans about whether leaving early or not, and um, he's taken a fair amount of abuse for it. <laughs> uh, do you want to do you want to cover off a little bit on that, Nick? Yeah, well, it's been very good for whole radio, and you can still download that pod on wholeradio.com. So come and join us if you haven't listened to it, because it really has my my views from Sunday night have really polarised the fan base, which actually was opposite to what I was intending to do. Um, it got a little bit personal. There's been, you'll probably hear later in the show, some vile clips that have been headed to me on Twitter. My um, my intention was actually as a support intention, not to dictate to anybody what my views are or tell them what to do. That was never, ever the intention. In fact, I'd go to my grave, my last breath, to say people can't 
argue the toss or go with a different view to me because that's your God-given right. So anybody that's taking it, I'm telling them what to do. Nothing could be further from the truth. And especially one wonderful person that works for Whole Radio. My honey, you know who you are. Uh, my intention was never to upset anybody. My intention was that I would love to see the club do the support base, do what they were doing when we were coming up, when we were sh okay, when we were sh we were a unified fan base, and I have noticed divisions within the fan base at the moment. And what I would dearly love as a supporter base is for us all to get back together and get behind the boys for 90 minutes, okay? I'm not telling you. I'm just, I'm just bowing to your better opinions. Come on, let's support the boys during a bad time. Yeah, I know they've had a crap 12 months, but what I really would like is for us all to, especially the home game against Borough, uh, instead of lynching me and putting me up swing, swinging for the rafters, how about, okay, celebrate my death as I'm swimming, swinging for the rafters, <laughs> but get behind the club, okay? You can hang me at 91 minutes, that's fine, but let's see a victory on that Saturday when we're next at home against Borough. Okay, right, yeah. I mean, I did um, plan on having a little debate with you about it, but I think it's been done to death now, so... Um... As you said, you mentioned at the top of that piece, uh, we've had um, you've had some rather interesting uh, comments <laughs> made towards you. So here, here is a a new one-time only feature of um, Nick Philpot reading mean tweets sent to Nick Philpot. He f annoyed me saying booing at half time is out of order. Did he expect him to get a standing ovation? Nobbed. We're all supposed to stay and pretend that was acceptable half of football. That's the biggest load of shit I've ever seen. What a load of bollocks. I've never heard so much Fuck off, Nicky and Nigel. What a tool this guy is. What a jumped up old The Donald Trump of whole radio. What an absolute self-righteous cockwomble. needs putting in a home. Right, so um, touching on the bits that happened around Palace this week... <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's going to make me laugh forever, I think. Um. <laughs> I'm going I'm to come in just for a quick minute. Do you know the funniest one of all today? Okay, was it yesterday or yesterday? Was some keyboard warrior on Twitter actually asked to meet me for a fight. <laughs> our world is all about opinions, whether you like them or not. I mean, it doesn't matter. But he actually, he, he actually uh, tweeted me and said, give me your address and we'll meet for a fight. <laughs> really it's a game of freaking football <laughs> yeah, look, don't worry about that anyway look so uh first this week i want to start with the uh the james MacArthur interview did you read this one in the Croydon advertiser yeah um with him talking about um <clears throat> basically just how it's not been it's not been good enough and um him saying that he might have walked out if he was a fan and stuff like this uh tim do you think this is uh just another player yet again just telling us you know, things need to be better when we know that, or did you take any inspiration from what he said? Um, I thought it was an honest appraisal, to be honest. Um, it's exactly what the fans want to hear at the moment. Um, but someone like James McArthur, he is one of those lads that he always gives 100%. Um, I think he's been one of the shining lights this season. He's been one of the very few that, that's been consistent. Uh, and to be honest, we've needed a, few, needed a few more players like him. So, yeah, I, I believe it's from his heart. I believe it's true. Um, and it's what we probably need to hear at the moment. 
Yeah, so I, for me, Nick, I've been getting a when you know you're hearing play, other players say it, it doesn't really feel like it's been coming from that sort of area. It's not really felt meant. It's just felt like going through the media motions. But this felt a little bit different for me. And obviously, Tim, there. What about you? I'm going to support him as well because I'm going to give you a little bit on the personal side. That uh, last Wednesday, I think it was, my son met James MacArthur in a cafe over in Beckenham. Um, and number one, he had the time to stop and. Uh, have a photo taken with my son and everything else. But he was actually saying to my boy at the day, on the day, he said, look, we're, we're quite well aware that we haven't been good enough and it's not acceptable. We mm. no, Nobody wants to win better than we do. And that was actually from James himself. And I thought to myself, and reading that article, I thought to myself, do you know what? You just echoed what you said to my son a couple of weeks ago or a few days ago. And yeah, I think the guy is to be praised for his honesty and the team need to sort themselves out now and let's get on with it. Hmm, right, so we've also got uh, Kabai is supposedly has come out now that he did turn down Marseille, but he says he's very flattered by the offer, being that Marseille are one of the biggest clubs in um, France. Tim, do you think his, this is him posturing for a move in the summer, though, or do you think he's committed <laughs> to the cause? Uh, well, he's obviously committed for now, and to be honest, that's kind of all I care about at the moment. I think the next few months are so vital for our club. Uh, we can't even mm. see past past uh, this season. Really, let's, on, let's get the job done. Um, we need likes of Kabai um, at the best of their game. To be fair, yeah. I think on the uh, the game against Sunderland, when Kabai came off, the fact that it all collapsed after that is uh, yep. has probably done Kabai a lot of favours now, and fans might get off his back a little bit and realise the value of him in the team. Nick, with um, <laughs> we was hoping that we could see Luca, whatever his face is, in there. Um, but obviously his work permit hasn't hasn't cleared yet. You've, have you heard any more about that? Yep, I have. It cleared today. Uh, he, oh, it he, has cleared? He, he'll be available for selection this weekend. And just on the Kabai point, if you don't mind, um, mm. that was the turning point of the game, OK? I, mm. My honest opinion was it's, it was really sad that he went out. I mean, it just shows you his heart was in it because that was a full-blooded challenge that he got injured in. Um, I hope he's OK for this weekend. I think... Uh, the manager might have made some errors in his substitutions at that point. Uh, I'm not sure why Jimmy Mack was playing out why, where he was, but um, I'm hoping Kabai is fit for the weekend. And then, an answer to your question, my understanding is, and my information, I hope it's accurate because I haven't had it confirmed by the club, that his work permit has been passed and he's available for selection. Well, that's good news. So, obviously, <laughs> when you lose 4-0 at home to the team that's bottom of the league, um, you're probably not going to name the same starting eleven. So, Tim, do you go with throwing in some of the new signings? Uh, let's start with, with Sacco there. Can, I mean, I can't really see any way that Sacco's not going to be playing in place of the lady this weekend. Would you follow suit on that? Yeah, I mean, also, there's obviously Scott Dan took an injury the other day, didn't he? So, mm. there's obviously a chance he might not be fit either. So, I do expect Sacco to come in, um, you know, and hopefully um, we get the Serb in as well because... Uh, we just, we like you say, we need to shake it up a bit. We can't go with the same starting lineup. Mm. With with his injury, because I have no idea how you know how big Scott Dan's injury is, or whether it was just cramp or something. I don't, Nick. I don't know. You've you're usually good with stuff like this. Have you heard any more about the injury? All I heard was it was only it was only cramp. I've heard nothing else since. And you're talking about the possibility of Sacco and Luca and everything else. I think you're missing the elephant in the room, boys. Oh no, we're gonna we'll we'll get on to that. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, going back, touching on Scott Dan and him coming off. Now the team's taking a hiding. I know there's only ten minutes left, and perhaps you don't want to aggravate something or so on. But 
I, I, I didn't feel comfortable with him just tapping out and going off the pitch with and leaving us down to 10 men for 10 minutes. I know the game's lost and it's probably irrational and it makes sense to go off, but... You know, I hate to do this because people probably feel like a lot of Palace fans are droning on, but you couldn't see Mila Yednak doing that if no, in there was, you know, down in the trenches, was, tapping was, out. It was a really strange one. I mean, it, it, this, the thing with that is it does aim a little bit towards that Allardyce's uh, views on the fitness of the current squad was less than acceptable. Now, if he's just suffering from cramp and he's playing football week in, week out, that would lend itself a little bit to maybe he's not fit or he's not fit enough to last a whole 90 minutes at, you know, full whack. I mean, that's a bit of a sad indictment on our training staff. Obviously, we've got Sammy Lee in now and Sammy Lee will knock him into shape. Let's make no mistake. I mean, he'll kick their backsides. But if that's what it was, that's a bit, a bit of a shock to me. Yeah, well, I think we're all agreed there that Luca um, comes in if he's available and uh, Sacco will probably play by default, whether it's for the um, outgoing Delaney or perhaps if he's still injured. Scott Dan, but we shall see. Um, Andros Townsend, Nick, has he done enough for you to get a start after coming on at Bournemouth, getting an assist and looking all right in the second half against Sunderland? Absolutely, yes. Uh, he, he seems, over the last couple of games, to have had a little bit of fire in his belly. I don't know what it is, whether it's his head was being turned by Newcastle. Did he ever get approached by Newcastle? Whatever it was, it doesn't matter. It's gone, it's over. And he's now with us until at least the end of the season. And you know what? Uh, that was my my point about when uh, Macca went off. I would have actually brought Townsend on because of his response at Bournemouth and therefore also late in the game again on Saturday. Yeah, I, th- I think he should have, I think he should start. Oh, so when Kabai went off, you mean drop Maka deeper and put Townsend on the Absolutely. left? I never, yeah. I, I never, never did understand why Maka was out there in the first place, but especially yeah. when, especially well, when I, I, I think it's because Schlupp's injured, isn't it? I think it's Townsend's not been in favour. Schlupp's been injured, and uh, he, MacArthur played there at Bournemouth to relative success, um, but I think it's you know Bournemouth for playing a much different style of football in terms of trying to pass it out from the back, which Sunderland certainly weren't trying to do. So MacArthur's pressing helps more against Bournemouth because his energy higher up the pitch was a benefit to us, but it was just completely pointless against a Sunderland team that was sitting deep and prepared to just you know look for the foe as quick as possible. So you'd so you'd go with uh, Townsend over Schlupp, or would you bring Schlupp in for Patrick Van Arnhol? because we, we seem overabundant with left foot but left yeah, foot that's, players now well that's the only issue I mean I don't know whether if Dan is injured whether Schluck can slot into a set more cent- slightly more central role or even bring Ward in and play Schluck on the other side um, because mm. my understanding is Schluck is now actually in full training so and uh, so is one other that I won't I'll keep your powder dry on and um, so um, then what about Remy uh, Tim you, you you include him Remy he came on looked, he looked good again yeah, I, the thing is, because we're away from home, I'm wondering if we should kind of revert back to how we played played at Bournemouth. I mean, you obviously went to the Bournemouth game. Um, did you not think the, the formation suited us on that night compared to like a four four two? Yeah, no, I think um, I, because it's because we're away from home, I think it will be it will be more similar to the Bournemouth game. Is is how I'd be looking to set up, um, but. You know, it's whether you include Remy in that three-four-three kind of because MacArthur and uh, Wilf were quite central a lot of the time against Bournemouth. So you could perhaps can pay play Remy either on either of those sides to drop in the hole a little bit more or something. I don't know. But would you go for a four-four-two? 
No, I, I think I'd stick with, like you say, to the Bournemouth kind of lineup, mm. but but it's kind of trying to fit everyone in, isn't it? I mean, we are. Mm. The good the good news is it does seem like we we've got a few choices this weekend, which we probably haven't had. So, you know, it's yeah. a positive anyway. Well, it's quite funny because I, every time I look at our team and I'm trying to write down the lineup for the weekend, and there's so much talent in. <laughs> in there and I just can't believe we're actually in a position that we're struggling in so and what about you Nick do you think Remy deserves a chance do you know what I'm a bit nervous about this one if it was a home game I would have said and I didn't I don't know why we played that formation on Saturday anyway uh, with five across the back which is, mm. in effect it was uh, it would have been a 4-4-2 for me at home all day long hang on a minute we're playing a team that hasn't won at all this season uh, we we want the goals we want to get a result here 4-4-2 to me was the right formation on Saturday but the, the away game at um, this weekend at Stoke, I think it's got to be the same formation that played really well at Bournemouth. So I would advocate leaving him on the bench and giving. let's have him as uh, first reserve if Ben is not any good in the first half. OK, fair enough. So let's get to the, um, the elephant in the room, as you called it earlier, Nick. Uh, Wayne, Wayne Hennessy in goal. Um, obviously, we're going to have... John Burridge on later to talk in more depth about his opinion on Wayne Hennessy. Um, Tim, you chucking Jules in? I think I am at this stage. I just think we're we're losing too many points at the moment. Um, we're lacking confidence. It's having a knock-on effect. I mean, obviously Hennessy's lacking confidence. The defence is lacking confidence. Um, yeah, I think I would I'd put Spironi back in to be honest. I think we we need to change it. And I'm 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 going to assume that you agree, Nick. Absolutely not. Completely anti what Tim's just said for a reason. Our colleagues in Hometel Radio, while we've been on air, have just told us that Steve Mandanda is now back in full training. Okay, and so if if he's fit and he's ready to go, I'd actually bring in. Let's have Steve as a bit of stability in the back. Failing that, okay, um, I think Wayne Hennessy's probably got a milk round now because he won't be playing back in goal for us for a while. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm very interested to see what John Burridge has to say about him later. Indeed, um, obviously, the, he lives in Southeast Asia now, so the timings aren't quite working out getting him on at this point of the show, but we will later. Right, um, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to be talking to Stoke fan David from uh, the Wizard Dribble podcast. He spoke to us earlier in the season as well, so just up after this sort of jingle, we will talk to him. <laughs> Homestyle Radio Preview Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel.co.uk. The next generation of fantasy football. Hello, David. Welcome to Homestyle Radio, mate. It's Terence speaking here. How's it going? You okay? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Um, so, let's talk some Stoke. Uh, how, how did your transfer window go? I think it went all right, to be honest. Um, Saido Berahino was the kind of Big capture, if you like. Uh, finally got our man after, I think he's been locked in the basement at the Hawthorns. But, um, yeah, so that could go either way, to be honest. Um, hasn't had a run of games in a while, obviously, for well-documented reasons, it turns out. Um, so we're ho- hoping like a, a fresh start will mean he can knuckle down and sort of rediscover his form of a couple of seasons ago. And how, we did, signed how did you feel? How did you feel about it? Sorry, before you move on, how did you feel about the, all of a sudden West Brom decided it would be time for people to know about the problems that you had? <laughs> um, I think that's classic Tony Pulis, to be honest. Uh, mm. he, he did wonders for us, but uh, as you guys know all too well, he, he can uh, he can be prone to being a bit of a, 
a watsit sometimes, can't he? <laughs> he certainly can. <laughs> yeah, so who else who else have you signed in the yeah, January uh, window? We made Lee Grant's low move permanent, which was really important because mm-hmm. uh, obviously Jack Butland's been out for such a long time now. Lee Grant, we signed on loan from Derby, no real expectations, and he suddenly turned into a really good keeper, so it was important we signed him up. Uh, the big disappointment, though, was uh, letting Bojan go to Mainz uh, on loan mm. for the rest of the season. A bit of a frustrating one for him. He hasn't had as much first-team games as he probably should have. But obviously Hughes has seen fit to go a different way. Yeah. Well, there was that interesting stat about him, Arnautovic and Shakiri all starting together and not winning a game uh, for a very long time when all three of them started. So um, I don't know whether it's him looking at that sort of record and <laughs> trying to get the problem out. Does that make sense? Sort of like having to only choose between two of them instead of yeah, all three? Yeah, I think what's happened is we, we have signed a lot of flair plays, a lot of like expensive foreign imports, if you like, and that we went through a bad patch of sort of those guys not really performing as consistently as we'd, uh, we'd have liked them to. And so Hughes has reverted to a bit more of the Pulis style of football where we have Peter Crouch up front, guys like Charlie Adam are coming back to the side and we're playing more direct. Personally, I don't, I'm not a big fan of reverting to that. I, I think there's still a place for all those guys like Bojan, Shakiri, and Bueller, et cetera, to, to work for us. But I, I think Hughes has sort of panicked a bit and sort of, gone back to hard graft rather than flair mm, what was the, uh, the uh, were you at the game when Peter Crouch got his 100th goal uh, no I wasn't but um, I, I was following it on the sh- on the stream if you like and uh, yeah fair play to Crouch yeah, I was I definitely had my doubts when he started getting more game time but um, yeah he, he stuck away what chances he's been given and uh, he's a really hard working player and he I think he's just proven that he's still got a lot to offer despite him uh, being one of our much older players. Mm. Well, so the season so far, how it's gone, this, it seems like to me it's win a couple, lose a couple. It's, it seems very up and down. Is it? Does it feel that bumpy as a Stoke fan? Uh, I think it's just kind of been a solid mediocrity, if you like, Um I think after after the game at Sellers Park, we were really worrying about, oh God, is this the season we get sucked into a relegation battle? And then we sort of went on a run about October time of getting a couple of decent results and establishing ourselves in that sort of eighth to twelfth bracket, if you like, and mm. sort of we've hovered around there ever since. Uh, the the frustration has been for me. We haven't really had a a standout result, if you like. All our wins this season have been like one or two goals against fairly poor sides. And that we're not playing as exciting as we have done in previous seasons. Mm, so, obviously, we're coming up this weekend and we've been a bit of a bogey team somewhat for you over the last few years. I saw a stat the other day yeah. saying since we've returned to the Premier League, we've we've only won 22 games out of 69 at home and three of them have been against Stoke. And, and obviously, we've picked up a couple of results. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. In the last couple of years at your place as well, do you, do you view us as a bogey team? Is it like, oh God, Crystal Palace are coming? Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, even given your result last week, I'm, I'm still thinking, <laughs> God, it's Palace. Please don't Palace, remind us. <laughs> you always inexplicably beat us and... I think uh, the fact Pardew's Palace of this season beat us to the tune of 4-1 is just a mm. uh, testament to that, really. We, I don't know what it is because you, you, you've you been a good side in patches in the Premier League. I'm mm. not saying you're a necessarily poor side all the time, but it's just whenever you play us, you just, it just clicks for you. And I don't, I don't know why that is. Yeah, well, it's going to be an interesting one this weekend because you're either going to you're either getting us at the best time or the worst time because we'll either melt away after that four nil and get relegated at a, at a canter, or we're going to you know really really turn it on and hope to get a result. But um, with all that in mind, what's, what, what do you fancy for the weekend as a prediction? Um, I I was asked this by another Palace fan the other day, and I said just purely because. Uh, of your record that you'll win 1-0 through a last minute own goal and it'll be a terrible terrible game um, <laughs> obviously, obviously I'm hoping not um, I think you, you can't surely be as bad as you were last week Allardyce should have you uh, a bit more solid a bit more solid I don't see how you can how you can be any worse really and to, the, to be honest I, I question our sort of motivation now with lost at West Brom and I think the prospect of finishing 7th or 8th is off the table now and it's a big test of how much our players really want to finish ninth again and mm. so given that you have more to fight for and you've got players who can hurt us um, I think either 1-0 to you or one all. Uh, well, I'll, I'll obviously certainly take either of those results. But um, yeah, for those players, it's going to be the ones who have the uh, finished bonuses in certain places in the league, I guess, are going to be the ones yeah. that remain interested. But um, yeah, so uh, aspirations-wise for the rest of the season, you think it's just going to be ninth is your ceiling and, and that will be it? Yeah, it's certainly looking like that. Um, the, the West Brom result was a real bad one because uh, yeah. I think they're eighth at the moment or something. And that just even getting a point there would have kept the pressure up on them a bit and yeah we're, we're kind of uh in a slump now i think we just need a bit of spark from somewhere just to kind of get us on a decent run and end the season positively i'm not too bothered about where we actually finish in the league it's sort of the the spirit in which we finish the season if berahino scores a few towards the end of the season that can give that can fuel optimism for for next time around it's it's just about sort of ending the season positively because if we don't um, I, I worry for Mark Hughes' job 
Oh, okay. Well, look, David, thank you very much for joining us, mate. Um, obviously, the second time this season. And uh, we'll be in touch with you next season, sir. Thank you very much, guys. All the best okay. for the uh, game after us. Okay. <laughs> Good luck with your podcast, pal. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Homestel Radio Preview Podcast, sponsored by fanduel.co.uk. The next generation of fantasy football. Right, so thank you to David Cowlishaw there before that little jingle um, from the Wizard of Drivel podcast. Very good podcast. I recommend it if you want to go and have a listen to an opposition's podcast. Every time I've listened to that, it's given me a giggle. Uh, right, so this is the prediction section of the show. I've been a little bit unprofessional and only just sent a tweet out asking for your predictions. So while those are flooding in, we'll move to you guys first, Nick and Tim. And Nick, we'll, we'll start with you with your um, touching on your fantastic prediction from last week. Um, you got it bang on, didn't you? I got the result bang on. Okay. And just a heads up <laughs> to everybody else that I am the only Homesdale Radio presenter to have got the predictions right in this slot all season. Okay. And I've done it again. But the only mistake was it was ran the wrong way. <laughs> I, I, I predicted a 4-0 and I got a 4-0. Okay, just... I, I believe your prediction was Palace are due to tonk someone, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was the words, the terminology used at the time. Um, I think it should have been get tonked by someone. <laughs> okay, then. So what, what's, your prediction? what's your prediction for Stoke? Um, I feel that we are due <laughs> a, a draw. Okay, so it's going to be a 1-1 draw and it will be an Andros Townsend screamer. Yeah, good good, good luck with that one. Tim, what about yours, mate? Well, I'm going to go for a quote from a former manager. Bounce back ability. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to go for a 2-1 win uh, with Christian Benteke and Wilfred Zaha getting the goals. Okay, right. So the predictions have been come flooding through on Twitter now. Um, up here, Steve has just said... I really can't. <laughs> um, Alex has gone for 2-0 Palace. Uh, Lalitha has gone for 1-0 Palace, if we can hold our nerves. Phil Morgan straight in with 3-0 Stoke. That's more like it. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's, it's more it's more abuse for Nick, I'm afraid. <laughs> the most of the crowd will still be there at full time. Uh, Rykev's gone 2-0 Stoke. Uh, Juicy Lucy's gone 2-1 Palace. Good on um, you, Luce. <laughs> to which the whole radio account has responded 2 new Stoke at half time won't bother with the second half uh, <laughs> uh, St- Steve G 1581 has gone for 1-0 Crouch um, what else are we going 3-0 Palace 4-0 Palace oh come on Pete we're not taking standard bog standard 2-1 win random underappreciated a player with a late screamer so there you go maybe that's um, Chris Windsor sharing your thoughts there Tim um Right for me, uh, I don't know. I, th- I think I think we're going to win two nil. Have you both been snorting that talcum powder stuff? For oh, God's sake! Well, me, me, yeah, Sado. Me and Sado have been hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I just I don't know. We we've got a hold over Stoke. I think um, there's going to be a reaction. And we're away from home and it just suits our setup better at the moment and what Sam Allardyce will be trying to get at. So for me, I'm going to say it's going to be a 2-0 to Palace. Right, so next up, I'm really excited about this one. Um, we will be talking to former Crystal Palace goalkeeper John Burridge about the current goalkeeping situation at Selhurst Park. 
Homestyle Radio Preview Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel.co.uk. The next generation of fantasy football. Okay, we have a special treat for you now on Homestyle Radio. We are joined by former Palace goalkeeper, John Burridge. Welcome, John. Thanks for joining us, sir. Hi, Terence. How are you? I'm very well, sir. Not as well as you, though, uh, lounging in Vietnam on holiday. Yeah, just on my holidays. You know, I, I had to get out of the sun to come to the rain a bit. It means it a lot. You know, where I live in, where I live in Oman, you know, it, it never rains. Yeah, I it's bet. sunshine, sunshine, sunshine. You well, know, you've so lived in London and Manchester, so you know about rain. I've lived in London, I've lived in Singapore, I've lived in Oman, I've lived in Dubai, I've lived, uh, I've lived in Manila, I've lived in every, everywhere, you name it, I've been there. Right, okay, so briefly, I'm just going to give you a, the listeners a little rundown on your um, career. So, you made 102 appearances for Crystal Palace between 78 and 1980. Yeah. In the um, in the seventy eight seventy nine season, where Palace earned promotion, you kept twenty one clean sheets. And yeah. Palace conceded a club record low of just twenty four goals. Yeah, you made nine hundred odd professional appearances across twenty nine years. That's that's yeah. some career. You don't get many of those these days. You also hold the record as the oldest player ever to play in the Premier League. Yeah, forty three. Forty three in five months. In 1995 yeah, for Man City. Something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's quite but incredible. But you know, Terence, I worked at it. Everybody knows what it was like at Crystal Palace. I was there. You know, I lived in, I lived in Sutton in Surrey and we trained at Mitchum in them days. You know, and I was never away from the training field. I was only like half a kilometre away from the, the, uh, the training field. I used to live there. You know what you're talking about when it comes to goalkeepers and... Um, Obviously, Wayne, Wayne Hennessy's performances have been a bit questionable this season. So I'm just going to relay back to you a couple of the tweets that you've um, tweeted this season regarding Wayne. Yeah. So you've put, um, the first one was, does, does Wayne Hennessy ever learn? He did it against West Ham last season, moved behind the wall again. He lets in too many bad goals for me. Wayne Hennessy is the worst decision maker I've ever seen as a keeper. On Costa's goal, is he coming or is he staying on his line? He's doing neither. It's poor. He's yeah. done it again. Wayne Hennessy is the worst decision maker I've ever seen. Every time I watch him, he makes a mistake. And um, just seen Saturday's goals. If Big Sam don't replace Wayne, he will go down. Wayne's got no authority, doesn't bully defenders, too much of a nice guy. If I was playing for Palace, I would break some noses at the players at half-time. No pride, not a winner amongst them, too what, nice. What, 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 I, you know Palace is close to me heart. Yes, you of course. That, I, watch, I watch all the games. I don't want them to go down. Mm. You know, Big, Big Sam's brilliant. Big Sam will save them. Don't you worry. He, he will be doing the shouting. But what I like to see, I like to see a goalkeeper who's got a temper. I mm. like to see a goalkeeper who's, you know, if Kenny Sanson made a mistake, or Jimmy Cannon made a mistake, you know, or Billy, you know, or Paul Inchelwood, or Nico. I was out in that box. You, you, you know, you don't do stuff like that in the back third. Mm. I never see Wayne do it. Yeah, I never, see, I never see him coming up and you know getting people and giving them a push. And you, you, you know, like Neville Southall did. Mm-hmm. You know, like Peter Shilton did. Like I did. We, we, you know, goal goes in and Wayne just picks himself up, and he's got no temper. Mm. I like to see. Well, you know, I think that was very. It was very clear, John, when you saw the goal, the goal from the weekend, the first goal when he drops the ball. And yeah, 
he might think that he's fouled there. I, I, I personally think he was being kind of weak. If that's if, when I was that playing, is, I would, I would have gone through the defender. The, no, seriously, I'm getting, I'm, I'm playing now. Can you imagine him coming into me? Mm, exactly. I wouldn't have thought it. I'd have punched it out of the box. He'd have got his my right knee right in the middle of his ribs, and mm. it would, and I, I would have, I would have punched his head off. He would, if he, if he's stupid enough to go in there. I wouldn't disappoint him. I, 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 was, I, I was taught as a kid that half your fist was for the ball, the other half was for the head of the attacker. That's what yeah, I was that's taught. It. That's it. He's come and tried to catch it. He thinks he's going to get a clean catch. Please tell him. I'm not putting mm. on weight. I, 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 I'm not a weight basher. You know, I'm not. Every time I see him, he lets a, a goal in. And then when you... I was always told as a, as a kid... When, when the striker misses a goal, you know, mm. it, it, it's just, it, the goalkeeper lets a goal in. You've got to get two to win. Now, it's difficult in the Premier League to get two to win. Yeah. Now, if, the goal, if, it, if it's your fault and he keeps doing it consistently, you know, he's got to be replaced. Mm-hmm. You know, that, the first goal is very, very important. Now, Wayne's got to come through it. You know, he's, he's a big lad. He's five, four, six foot four, six foot five. You know, beautiful build. And that's what impresses people. And that's what, you know, that's why he's in the team for, because he looks good. Mm-hmm. He looks a good keeper. You know, I don't care if he's 5'11", six foot. You know, if he comes through, people like Nigel Martin, he comes through you. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm talking about? He doesn't try to get a clean catch. You know, you're not going to get a clutch in. It was even worse when I was playing, you know. Yeah. But you're not going to get a clean catch like Wayne tried to. Get your fists at it, punch the bloody ball and punch it out of punch it out of the box and leave him flat on his back with a broken rib. So what So what do you, if you're Sam Allardyce, do you, do you leave Hennessy in there to play through it or do you bring him one of the other goalkeepers? Well, that's up to Sam. You know, I'm only seeing, I'm only commenting and what I'm seeing, you know, it's like at West Ham, you know, the free kick. Every time yeah. he moves in behind the wall, and when you move, the wall's there for. If he thumps it over the top, he puts it in the in the wall side, you know, like like I tweeted. Fair enough, you go for it, and it's it's got to be right in the top corner to beat you. Yeah. No, I, I, I can. Do you get my point? That's yeah, no, I, the, I, I agree, that's yeah. What put the wall for, you know, and every time I, 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 I see Wayne, I would, love to, I, I would love to say, well played, Wayne, and I say, you've, you've saved us, you know, but sometimes I think he's got no character. Mm. I like, and, and I, hope, I hope he's listening to this interview because, you know, if I was coaching him, I would be, I would be drumming John Burridge into him. I would be drumming it into him. You mm. know, that if, if, if your defenders had made mistakes, you're out in it and you don't do that again. Yeah. Well, after you the Everton understand? game, you, you did tweet, John, after the Everton game where he did have a good game. I'm loving saying, yes. well done, Wayne Hennessy. Two drop, top draw saves, keep it up. But I think that his performance in the Everton game was saves where he's strong. He is very good instinctively when he doesn't have time to think about it, but it's just more when he has a moment to think about it is when he tends to make his mistakes. Uh, well, I don't know the kid. 
You know, mm. I'm just I'm just commenting on Palace close to my heart. And I, I look at their precarious position that they're in. And I'm thinking, you know, you can do better. Yeah. You know, you can you can you can do better. You can you you can inspire this. You can because being a goalkeeper, that's when I, I when Terry bought me. You know, he says you're not the best goalkeeper. You know, you you are not the best goalkeeper I've ever seen, mm. right? But what you have, you've got a big mouth. Yeah. And this is what I was told: you've got a big mouth, and you've got a lot of authority, and you've got a lot of presence. Yeah. You know, and that's that's what I came into the team, and the boys were a little bit shocked <laughs> when I came in. You know, when I came in, and they seen our trend, and the the scene, you know, the scene me in. Saturday morning, even training at Sellers Park with Dave Horn, the good, uh, the kit man. I was in Saturday morning training before I played in the afternoons. Yeah, you know, they thought he's crazy. He's he, this guy is training crazy. And then when people made a mistake, I was a perfectionist, and I expected it, everybody to be per- perfect. You know, uh, in front of me, and I, I, I let them know. I, I, I let them know. Now I'm. I was a bit of a character. You have to be a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde. You know, when when you're on the field, you are deadly serious. This is the office. This is money. But when you're yeah. away from the field, you're, you, you you know, you're a bit of a character. You know, you're, you're telling jokes and you're making people laugh all the time, which people see that, this, that side of me. They only see that side of me. They don't see that flipping devil on the field. And that's what Wayne's yeah. got to... Coming back to Wayne, that's what he's got to get. He's got to get that devil on the field. He looks a very nice lad, and he's and you know he's such a big boy. You know he's he's he's, he's got to use that authority. He's got to use that size. Yeah. And he's got is you know. And if I was his coach, if I was Martin, you know, it's not all about coaching certificates. It's not all about licenses. You know, I've got all of them. It doesn't matter about that. It's your experience. Can you put that into Wayne Hennessy that when, you know, the team's not playing well, you're lifting them from the back? John, I think you're, I think you're completely right, mate. And you've just from seeing what you've seen, obviously you have a good feel about the way Wayne is. And it is, it's, he needs to be more of a bully. He needs to express himself a bit more. And um, yeah. ho- hopefully that's, that's what we can see from him. You, you know what, Terence? And you know, when he comes out of the tunnel, this is what this is what influences people to put him in. He looks a keeper. Mm. He's, he's six foot five. He's wonderful, wonderful physique. But I don't care. I don't care. You know what what shape you are. I don't care. Can you play goal? Mm. Can you stop the ball going in the net? You know, you understand what I mean. Can you stop that? But can you influence that game? You know, mm. in the right way to win the game. I don't care. You know, if you you can't be five foot nine, you can't be five foot ten anymore. You know, you've got to be much. You've got to be six foot. You know, you've got to be decent. Six foot's enough. You know, if you if you're six foot, you can you can you get your arms get your arms. You move your feet quicker. You know these. He looks, he, he looks a magnificent specimen when he comes out of the tunnel, you know, <laughs> and that's that's what impresses people. He looks a keeper, 
Yeah, well, if you, especially yeah. if you look at if Julian Sproni of Crystal Palace is only six foot one, I believe, and um, yeah, he's made he's made a very good career of um, being much more agile goalkeeper than others can, and um, and even Sproni, yeah, and Sproni's even been you know criticised in the past for not being as dominant as he could be in his penalty area, but even he is is way more dominant in his penalty area than the six foot four, six foot five Wayne Hennessy, who is the one who is supposed to dominate his penalty area. Exactly. He's even being out dominated by a six foot one goalkeeper. Look, John, I think we're, we're going to have to end it there, mate, because um, just, just time, time, time constraints within our podcast, but it's been fantastic talking to you. I, I really, really appreciate you coming on and having a chat with us about Wayne. And um, uh, Sam will sort it out. I know Sam very well. You know, he saved something. I don't think he's ever been relegated in his life. He you hasn't. Know, Sam will, you, you know, I think I think Sam will sort it. You know, because he's a good friend of mine, Sam. You know, and uh, you know, I, I I really do think he will sort it all out. He's got time. John, you've been a star, mate. Thank you very much, and we'll be in contact in the future again, sir. Ta-da, mate. Bye. Homestel Radio, free view podcast, sponsored by fanjul.co.uk. The next generation of fantasy football. Right, so that's it, guys. It's again, as quick as it started, it's over. Um, thanks to David from the Wizards of Dribble podcast for joining us. And to, of course, thanks to John Burridge for sharing his thoughts on Wayne Hennessy. Uh, also, thanks to Billiam uh, for producing, making this as easy as ever for him. Um, the Stoke Review Show will be live on Sunday from 8pm at wholeradio.net and on facebook.com forward slash wholeradio um, you can listen live at 8pm there if you can't listen live the podcast version will be available from 10pm on Sunday night this week's lineup sees Hambo return after his two week hiatus he will be joined by Albert, Lucy and Will as for the preview pod we get a week off next week thanks to Manchester City thrashing us in the last round of the cup uh, so we'll return a week on Wednesday with the build-up to the visit of Middlesbrough. Cause another big game to Sellers Park. Um, Tim, Nick, thank you this week. Thank My you. pleasure. I'm, go- I'm off now to lie down in a darkened room because it's been quite a stressful couple of days. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So take a couple of weeks off, mate, and um, get back on the horse in a couple of weeks. <laughs> and Tim, thank you for joining again, sir. No problem. And um, until the next time, up the palace. Homestale Radio, free view podcast, sponsored by fanjul.co.uk. The next generation of fantasy football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.